Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, this is really unforgivable what's going on with the media and this coronavirus. Unforgivable. The, uh, the, the tinderbox of hysteria the media is throwing gasoline and matches onto is absolutely gross. I've got a lot on that today. I'm going to cover that. And we're going to set the record straight here because you're not getting news from the media. You're getting hysteria. I got that Spygate update, a incredible reveal by Joe Biden, who unbelievably can't stop stepping on, a, can't re- surgically remove his foot from his mouth. Busy news day loaded up. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at ExpressVPN. Protect your data from prying eyes today. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Don't forget. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you, my friend? Hey, dude, I'm doing pretty good. Back to reality, my friend. Back to reality. Back to reality. (laughs) I know Joe was, uh, thank you for all the kind words to Joe, Paul, and I at uh, CPAC. We loved seeing you there. I hope you all had a good time. We gave away two boxes of T-shirts, a bunch of free books. That was all for you. So thanks to everyone that showed up. We really appreciate it. All right, let's get right to it. Today's show sponsored by our friends at Duke (laughs) Tannen. The Duke (laughs) We love the Duke. Thin is in, they say. But what's good about a thin steak or a thin wallet or thinning hair? The answer to these rhetorical questions, nothing's good about them. So why then is every brand's of men's body wash so weak and watered down? Weak. Any argument for using this crap is thin junk. Enter thick. A new product from Duke Cannon (laughs) Supply. We love Duke Cannon. Love their soap. Love their solid cologne. I love everything about them. It is a big hit on date night. Get the high viscosity alternative to watching your money run down the shower drain. Thick comes in a big ass container that lets you crack it open like a beer. And it comes in four distinctly masculine scents, their body wash, that won't leave you smelling like a boy band. Thin is out. Thick is in. We hope you enjoy the American-made products from Duke Cannon. They are as functional as they are fun. Uh, listen, I love Duke Cannon. It is a huge hit. Paula, is it not on date night? As you can see, I've been, I'm almost done with my Duke Cannon. Solid cologne. Love the soap. This is their big-ass bar of soap. We love it. It smells like accomplishment. They have modern, clean citrus profiles balanced with sandalwood and oak moss. It smells like naval supremacy, which is a refreshing ocean scent with notes <laughs> of fresh water, musk, and bergamot. They have old glory, a rich, sophisticated, classically masculine scent, too, that is blends of tobacco, cedarwood, and amber. Go get it. Had enough of the thin gruel at your current body wash? Go with Duke Cannon as added, and an added bonus. When you heft a 17-and-a-half-ounce bottle of thick Duke Cannon body wash, you're getting in a light arm workout, too. Visit Duke Cannon.com. Use promo code Bongino for 15% off. Free shipping with orders over $35. A range of Duke Cannon's men's premium products are also available at your local Target. Go to DukeCannon.com. Promo code Bongino for 15% off. All right, Joe, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. A manly ding. Ding, ding. That, here you there go, you go. Joe. I, what happened? Your auto bell is yes, functioning. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fearless <laughs> leader. Yeah. <laughs> Joe doesn't have the BS boat in him. All right, so here is uh, Chuck Todd, who uh, you regular listeners of the show know is the second dumbest guy in media. He's always working to be number one. But Brian Stelter from CNN is, of course, the gold medal win the winner of Dopey in the <laughs> Dopey Media Olympics. He's hard to take out. He's like an Olympic-level sprinter. He's like Carl Lewis <laughs> at his prime. There's, it's very hard to beat Chuck Todd, uh, excuse me, Brian Seltzer, but Chuck Todd always gives it the good old college try. So the second dumbest guy in media has Vice President Mike Pence on, who is leading the coronavirus task force this weekend on his awful show on Meet the Depressed. And he's on there. And this is Chuck Todd, who asks a question of Mike Pence, saying, hey, who in the media is trying to politicize this? We're not trying to politicize this. And then as Mike Pence goes to answer the question, a dopey silver medal in the stupid Olympics, Chuck Todd, cuts him off, of course, because he is the second dumbest guy in media. Listen to this dope, Chuck Todd, who is, by the way, one of the people contributing heftily to the politicization of this coronavirus, trying to stop Mike Pence from explaining why that, in fact, is very dangerous. Check this out. You've gone out of your way since you've been appointed to this to say to try to keep this from getting politicized. You have made every effort, every statement. But I want to play for you what some of your allies have said about the coronavirus. Um, Here's including the president's son and the, um, the RNC chair. Take a listen, sir. 
The coronavirus being weaponized as yet another element to bring down Donald Trump. Democrats are using this for their political gain to try and stoke fear in the American people, which is shameful, wrong, and I think un-American. For them to try to take a pandemic and seemingly hope that it comes here and kills millions of people so that they could end Donald Trump's streak of winning is a new level of sickness. None of this seems to match the facts. What what facts are there that Democrats are doing this? Well, it seems like people are asking questions and they're concerned about the virus. This this implies some sort of political motivation, which is kind of gross. Well, I, I, I will tell you, there's been a lot of irresponsible rhetoric among Democrats and commentators. Who? Who is this? On the left. Name some names, sir. Well, uh, because this is just look, it just feels like gaslighting. Please name some names. I'm, I'm a, we're all big. Well, read, we're all big read, people here. Name some names. There was a column in The New York Times that's uh, that by a prominent liberal journalist that said uh, we should rename it the Trump virus. OK, that 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 is. Does that apply to, does that apply to all people? so that the president would be blamed? Chuck, this, this, this virus me? began in China. Why take this? The president I ask you, took, this doesn't Chuck, help. This, this does not decisive help us, no? action yeah. to protect the American people. Um, we may have to adjust our foolish morons in media chart because I'm telling you, Chuck is making a valiant effort to be number one. This is a, I mean, to be number two is impressive. But notice what Chuck does there. Number one, he stumbles over his own words. I've never seen a guy more inappropriate to a major audience show on a network than Chuck Todd. He's clearly a life loser. A guy who's done nothing in his life of any significant accomplishment whatsoever, who sees himself as a, a, a liberal scion who's there to do nothing more than attack Republicans. He doesn't see himself as a serious journalist because nobody else sees Chuck that way. So we asked a question. We're, no, we're all big people. here. We're all, no, you're not. You're, you're, believe me, you're a very small man, ah, probably yeah. in more ways than one, Chuck. So he well, asks for evidence that the media and Democrats are politicizing this. So hat tip. Uh, Steve Guest, who I saw, he had this on his Twitter feed. I tweeted it out as a thread. Let's produce the evidence for Chuck to show you why the media's doing this. And I want to be careful. I want to tell you why I'm doing this. This is important. Because you may be asking right now a very valid question. Dan, why are we relitigating these attacks? Folks, I promise you, I'm going to show you a Washington Examiner headline that is going to show you exactly why I'm publicizing what they're doing. You don't think this is real? That Trump is getting a, taking a hit on this? You think I'm making this up? I'll get to that. Let's go through because Chuck wants us to name names and he's dopey. So we'll put visuals if you want to watch along at home, youtube.com slash Bongino. Let's go to exhibit A. Uh, Biesico, otherwise known as Politico, you can fill in what the BS means. So Biesico, again, known as Politico sometimes, uh, put out a, a piece saying that President Trump on Friday night tried to cast the global outbreak of corona as a conspiracy intended to undermine his first term, lumping it alongside impeachment and the Mueller investigation. Now, I took a screenshot, which you can see again, youtube.com slash Bongino. They tried to put it up on left, far left leaning Facebook, which is probably to the left of Politico, mm. and it was deemed false, false. Even far-left Facebook deemed Politico's post that President Trump tried to cast this thing as a hoax and a conspiracy, Corona, as false. That is not true. Again, Chuck, you're looking for examples? Example one, Politico, Trump said that coronavirus is a conspiracy. That's not what he said. I'm not going to play the whole speech because I'm short on time today. We have a loaded show. President Trump was clearly saying that the media's hype of Corona and its subsequent coverage of what the Trump team was doing was a hoax, which it was. Politico busted by lefter leaning Facebook. There's example one, silver medal winning Chuck Todd in the dopey media Olympics. All right. Let's go. go to exhibit two because this stuff is having an effect. Don't gaff this off. Big mistake. Showed you this one last week. New York Slimes, sole purpose to be liberal activists and take down Trump. Let's call it the Trump virus, an opinion piece. That's the title of the piece. If you're feeling awful, you know who to blame. There's example two, Gail Collins, opinion columnist at the New York Times. Chuck, you may have missed that one, too, because you cut off Vice President Pence when he was trying to explain to you who the people were, because we're all big people. No, no, you're not big. You would trust me. You are not big. You are as small a human being as we could possibly imagine. You may say, oh, those are you know, a couple examples here. Now let's go to New York yeah. Times number two. 
Another New York Times article. Keep in mind, according to Chuck Todd, nobody's hyping this thing up. Nobody's trying to take down Trump. Headline opinion column by the hapless Maureen Dowd, one of the worst opinion columnists in the history of opinion commentary at all. Maureen Dowd, quote, Trump makes us ill. That's an actual headline in the New York Times. New York Times believes they're the tip of the spear of responsibility, right? You think this is an appropriate headline during a potential pandemic of a virus that has killed some people? You think that's appropriate? Hmm. If I wrote that and suggested that at foxnews.com, they would tell me, what are you, crazy? Yep. I'm sure of it. You may say, come on, Dan. So you got three examples. Chuck said, he, you know, Chuck clearly meant less than three. Three or more. You know, you got three. It's not that big of a deal, right? Well, let's go to the Washington Post. You may say, well, clearly they weren't playing this game, too. Oh, no, they were in on it, too. Because remember, folks, democracy dies in the darkness, right? The hilarious Washington Post right. motto, because they are the darkness, the Washington Post. Here's a Jillian Brackell at the Washington Post. Trump is ignoring the lessons of the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic that killed millions, historian says. He is. That's interesting you said that because they've only brought up prior pande pandemics, the Trump administration, their response multiple times in their speeches. So if they're ignoring it, Joe, if you're ignoring something, uh, do you talk about it in public press briefings that happen repeatedly? No. I'm not sure that's a good idea if you're that, trying to ignore it. That would not be ignoring it, Dan. That would not be ignoring it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome, Thank Dan. You. Let's go to the video, because now you may be saying if you're a liberal, which means you're chronically confused, and I get that because you're lied to and you accept the lies, or you're a liar yourself and you propagate lies, you may be saying, well, okay, so the media is clearly biased and trying to hurt Trump, but you haven't shown any examples of actual Democrats, serious Democrats lying about this stuff, have you? Okay. Again, hat tip Steve Guest in his Twitter feed. Here's a brief video of Joe Biden. Again, on a national show, Joe Biden, who is one of the leading contenders to be the president of the United States. No question about that. All right. Here is Joe Biden making up an outright grotesque hoax falsehood that one of the task force members, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, that Trump and the administration are using to combat this viral outbreak, that he was muzzled by the Trump administration. So let's listen in this clip to Biden lie to you because he's a liar, a disgraceful, discredited hoaxer liar involved in one of the biggest political scandals in American history with his son in Ukraine. Here's mm -hmm. this disgraceful human being lying about it. And then you'll see right after that, the actual Dr. Anthony Fauci, who Biden claims has been muzzled, completely refute Biden's complete total lie. Yeah, Chuck Todd, this is for you. You may want to watch this one, you moron. Check this out. The scientist and not and muzzling the scientist. Mr. Look, Fauci's been here in anyway, all the way back to the Bush administration. Very dishonest question, but that's okay. I want to clarify, Mr. President. I want to clarify. So let me let me clarify it. I have never been muzzled ever, and I've been doing this since the administration of Ronald Reagan. I'm not being muzzled by this administration. What happened? which was misinterpreted, is that we were set up to go on some shows. And when the vice president took over, we said, let's regroup and figure out how we're going to be communicating. So I had to just stand down on a couple of shows and resubmit for clearance. And when I resubmitted for clearance, I got cleared. So I have not been muzzled at all. That was a real misrepresentation of what happened. Again, I I can't say this enough. I know it becomes redundant at the risk of being annoying, but it's important. Chuck Todd is the second dumbest human being in media. Nobody's trying to politicize this, Mr. Pence. Pence goes to give him examples and he shuts him up. I'd like to name names. I just named one, Joe Biden. All right. Jillian, whatever her face is. Maureen Dowd, the New York Times editorial board. The opinion journalist at the New York Times, the Washington Post, we just named them, Chuck. Again, I know you're that stupid, but maybe open your eyes for a moment in a serious situation and for once in your life, act like an actual journalist, not an outright gaslighting liberal propagandist. Now, you may say, gosh, that doesn't seem like a lot. Only one. So now you only have the two biggest media outlets in the country propagandizing and lying to America, the New York Times and the Washington Post. That's all you have, Dan. And one of the leading candidates for president. Wow, that doesn't say if you're a liberal, I can almost see you at home saying that doesn't sound like a lot. 
Biden only told the one, you know, a small lie there. Let's go to more Joe Biden lies. This is a fact check of all people from AP, the leftist AP. I'm sorry we have to do this again, but again, we're in the middle of a very serious crisis and the media and the Democrats want to see every single thing burn. Before we get there, before we get the AP, sorry, Paul, I don't want to throw my wife off here, but I'm not messing with you. Listen, you know, I always get pop culture references wrong, but there. I love movies. I used to before they were populated by liberal lunatics. But was that Dark Knight movie, that Christopher Nolan Batman series, where uh, was it Michael Caine who plays uh, the butler, Alfred the butler for Batman, and they're talking about Bane and they're trying to figure out his motivation. Bane's the bad guy. And they're trying to dig into his head and Alfred, who's a, you know, a, a genius in those movies, says, you know, Mr. Wayne, some people just want to see the world burn. Those are your Democrats right now. I am not kidding. They want to watch this thing burn. I'm telling you they don't care. I'm not even done with this segment yet. They will lie, cheat, steal, watch the stock market collapse, your job disappear, store shelves go bare. They, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, they do not care. If you believe they do, I feel really badly for you right now. Here is the Associated Press of all people, the left-leaning Associated Press. By the way, I have all these fact checks up at the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. I'll send you this stuff every morning in your email box. I have these fact checks for you. So both Biden and Bloomberg, as we can see from the Associated Press, have made the claim, again, a total lie. Here's an AP fact check by Lauren Neergard and Calvin Woodard. AP fact check, Democrats distort coronavirus readiness. Bloomberg and Biden have not just lied about Fauci being muzzled uh, in Biden's case. They've also lied very seriously about President Trump cutting funding to the CDC. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, not true. You can see on the screen, here's the quote from Bloomberg. There's nobody here to figure out what the hell we should be doing. And he's defunded the CDC. That's Michael Bloomberg. Liar, mini Mike. Three and a half foot tall, lying, sleazeball, mini Mike. Here's Biden. He says, we increased the budget of the CDC, talking about the Biden-Obama administration. We increased the NIH budget. Trump wiped all that out. He cut the funding for the entire effort. AP says, quote, the facts. They are both wrong. Their money hasn't been cut. Bloomberg is repeating this false allegation in a new ad. Trump's budgets have proposed cuts to public health to be overruled by Congress, where there's strong bipartisan support for agencies such as the CDC. Instead, financing has increased. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to make a move? Fair enough. In your move, you want to say, I think Trump should have funded the CDC and NIH more? I disagree. That's fine. I think the funding, if they requested it, and right now and in a situation like this, it may be appropriate. Fine. I think the funding has been fine. I haven't heard any any complaints from CDC. If we do, we'll put them out there. Fine. That's a fair argument to make. It is fair for you to say, I'm a Democrat. I believe we should fund the CDC and NIH at this level. And here's why. You should have to make the case why. What is grossly unfair, disgusting, disgusting, I mean evil, downright evil in a time of real national panic now, is for you to just make up a story completely that President Trump cut CDC and NIH funding when funding has in fact increased. You're just a liar. Look yourself in the mirror, liberals, and tell yourself what you know is true. You're just lying to yourself and to others. You're not a good person. You are not a good person. Some people email me, don't tell liberals that. I'm telling you that. Listen and digest what I'm telling you. I say it with absolute clarity. If you, if, if you are one of these people propagating these myths, Fauci's been muzzled, the doctor on this, the CDC funding's been cut, it's the Trump virus. No, you are a seriously awful awful person it was a, who has single-handedly from you made the world around you worse by being a lying fraud. That is who you are. And I say that with absolute clarity. You may say, okay, now we have two major candidates for president, three major media outlets lying about what's going on and propagandizing people. I still don't believe it. Surely there's not another Democrat out there. Well, here's the hapless Ted Lieu, Democrat congressman, total mess, complete liar, Ted Lieu. Ted Lieu tweeting out the rumor, myth, hoax that Donald Trump called concerns about the coronavirus a hoax. 
which is not what happened, as we just saw with this political fact check. Here is Ted Lieu, as you can see by his subtweet, tweeting that out again, that Donald Trump called it a hoax, which is absolutely false, because that's what Ted Lieu does, because that's who Ted Lieu is. Ted Lieu is a liar. Yeah. Ted He's a liar. liar. Yeah, we should call him Ted Lie. Yeah. Yeah, we that's should get good. rid of that U at the end. Ted that's right. Lie, or put an S, Ted Lies. Ted, there you go. Because that's who Ted is. You know, like that. That's who he is. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before I get to that, I'm going to get to my next spot here for a second, but I just want to wrap this segment up. When we come back on the other side of this break, I just want to show you why I'm covering this. Because you, one, I want to give you the ammunition again. To, it's an election season, folks. You are the Paul Revere's out there. As my friend Ginny Thomas said to me often, you are the leaders we've been waiting for. You, every one of you, don't wait for leaders. You're the leaders. You need to go out there and make the case. Twitter, social media, Facebook, on the phone, out at public events, that none of what they're saying about Trump's response to this coronavirus is true. None of it. Nobody's been muzzled. CDC funding hasn't been cut. Trump is well aware of Spanish flu and what happened in the uh, early 19th, uh, uh, in, in, excuse me, around 1918 when soldiers were coming back from World War I. He is well aware of what's happening. It's having real damage. This is having a real effect. It does me no good on this show to pretend this isn't the media's lies and the Democrats' lies aren't working because they are. And you are the leaders out there who have to change it. And we'll cover that on the other side. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Harry's Razors. Ladies and gentlemen, we love Harry's Razors. Joe is a big fan of Harry's, as you can see. I have mine right here. Look at love this you. razor. These things are beautiful. I love yeah. Harry's Razors. I know. You tell when we picked them up as a sponsor, he's like, Harry's, Harry's. I like Harry's because I only have to shave once a day. I do media hits at night, prime time on Fox. As you know, I record my show in the morning. It was really irritating my skin to shave twice a day with subpar razors. And I was tired of overpaying. So what? We found Harry's. Thanks. I mean, really, thank you to Harry's for saving my face from just wicked razor burn. Their razors are terrific. What if there was a 50% off, off, off sale happening every time you went to shop for razors? Shaving with Harry's is kind of like that. They offer premium blade refills as low as $2. Look at the weight on that thing, by the way. That's up to 55% off compared to the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. Stop overpaying. Get the close shave with an elegant, beautiful razor like this. Look, it's like a showpiece, this thing. Harry's wants to offer you even more savings right now. Stop overpaying, folks. You're wasting your money. Joe, seriously, we mess with it. You love Harry's, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, they're this really like good. He, yeah. He loves it. He's been using it way before they were a sponsor. Years. Yeah. New customers get 5% off a Harry's trial set when you go to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Why Harry's, folks? Because they believe everybody deserves quality shaving supplies at a fair price. They're not into these fancy heated handles, flux capacitor, flexi ball nonsense. They have sharp, clean, great looking razors. Sharp that last, by the way, for a long time. That's what they do. Their team combines a simple ergonomic design with five razor, razor sharp blades. They source their steel from Sweden and manufacture their blades in a world-class factory in Germany. They cut out the middleman. They ship directly to you. It saves you money and time. You'll feel good about your purchase. They have 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. You're going to love it. 1% of proceeds, are, uh, of proceeds excuse me, are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoting uh, to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans, folks. It's very nice. Harry's has an amazing offer for listeners of my show. New customers get $5 off a trial set at harrys.com slash Bongino. Get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover. Join the millions of guys who are already saving money, time, and getting the best shave of their life. Go to harrys.com slash Bongino today to claim your offer. Thanks, Harrys, for being part of the show. Okay. So again, why am I covering this? Because ladies and gentlemen, as we can see from this Washington Examiner piece here, this is having a real effect. The media lies. They're not doing journalism. These are not medical professionals. These are not... I love it when they knock me on Fox. Dan Bongino's talking about the coronavirus. Listen, that's what I do. I provide commentary. I'm not providing scientific medical expertise on coronavirus. I'm providing commentary on the political outcome of this, that the, the public panic that the media is instilling. But mm -hmm. yet when the media, with no medical expertise whatsoever, writes an article, we're all supposed to take them seriously. Maureen yep. Dowd, noted right. virologist, Maureen Dowd, noted virologist at Media Matters. Here's a headline I did not want to put up this morning for you. But I'm here to inform you, as Joey says, everything you need to know in an hour. You need to be aware this is doing real damage. Look at this piece, Washington Examiner by Paul Bedard. Trump approval rating catches the flu, crashes overnight. I'm not saying this is going to be catastrophic. 
I'm not suggesting politics should be our primary concern here. I am suggesting to you, however, that I think the president has done a very good job with his medical team of doing what can be done in the face of a very, very dangerous threat. But a threat that, in my opinion, is being hyped by the media unnecessarily to scare you because their concerns, based on the evidence I just laid out, appear to be, Joe, political. Yeah. And not based on the hard science here. Ladies and gentlemen, the death rates from this very serious virus have been dropping. You look at the numbers from Iran. They had a death rate of 7%, then 5%, then 4% as they discover new cases. We're finding out now that a lot of the cases that uh, were not uncovered because the cases weren't serious enough for people to present themselves to a hospital. Meaning what? The death rate may appear higher because there may have been more people infected who just got over it. I'm not suggesting to you this isn't serious. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't be concerned. I've said to you repeatedly you should be concerned. I've, I have sponsors where, who I, I love and adore. Who I, that's all they do is the preparedness business. I'm simply suggesting to you we should be basing what we do in our actions based on facts. Not bull. You get the rest. And the media right now has become a full-time Pravda-like outlet out there solely to scare you. You want another example? They are loving these leftists. I hunted through Twitter this weekend. There were thousands of these tweets. I'm not talking from like 10 or 15 follower crazy liberals on Twitter. I'm talking about from prominent accounts with tens of thousands of followers. There were tons of tweets like this. Look at this lady, Andrea Junker. I think it's Junker, but we'll call her Junker for a reason. Celebrating, practically celebrating the Dow Jones drop. She says, look, the eight largest Dow Jones drops in our history. She goes through all these drops in the Trump administration. Notice what she does here. She says at the end, tired of winning yet? This is the Trump slump. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting, horrible people. Listen, I'm telling you, I, I, again, you're looking for someone to kind of sugarcoat this with the left? That ain't this show. These are awful, evil, malignant terrible human beings notice what she did there though yeah largest dow jones drops in history do you notice she puts the points drops she doesn't put the percentage drops right now before we get to the actual eight largest drops in the history of the dow jones because liberals can't do basic math or can and lie about it all the time joe let me ask you a question Sure. This is not hard math, so I don't right. want to put you on this spot. Paula, I'm going to need you on this one, too, because yeah. liberals are really, they have a hard time with this people like Andrea Junk. Andrea Junk, who doesn't understand Dow drops and percentages. What do you think is worse for your wallet if you're invested in the Dow Jones, Joe? I'm going to put these two examples. Example right. A, the Dow Jones is, say, right now it's 25,000. Say the Dow Jones was 500 and it drops 400 points. That's example. That's pretty bad, right? That's pretty bad, dude. Wouldn't you say? Okay, we yeah. get that. Now, do you think that example is worse or example B, where the Dow Jones drops 1,000, but the Dow Jones is at 30,000? So, Joe, which one do you think would be worse, A or B? I got to go with A, dude. You would be correct, yeah. Joe. That would be absolutely correct. Some of you will get the inside, Joe. Thank you. That would be correct. <laughs> if the Dow Jones is 500 yeah. and it drops 400 points, yeah. you've wiped out most of your value. Oh, if the Dow okay. Jones is 30,000 yeah. and the points drop is twice as much at 1,000, uh -huh. you've only wiped out about 130th of your value. Again, this is only complicated to liberals who can't seem to do basic math. Now, my resident <laughs> fact checker at BonginoReport.com, Joe's laughing, Matt Palumbo, put up a chart to show Andrea Junk uh, just how silly and dopey her tweet about the largest drops are. Here are the actual biggest gains and losses of the Dow and the S&P. According to indexology, when you go by the percentage change and not the points change, and you see that those drops, uh, he is not even close to the top. President Trump, no less the eight largest. It's nonsense. You can see in the last column there that some of the biggest drops were obviously uh, the, the stock market crash during the, uh, that preceded the Great Depression, the recession, Black, uh, was it Black Tuesday that we had? Or what was that Black yeah. Tuesday we had back Something when I was like in that. grammar school? 
Those were the biggest ones, ladies and gentlemen. Again, they're just lying to you over and over again. All right, let me move on because I got a lot more to get to. Please correct the record out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is having a real effect. We've got an election coming up. We cannot allow Pravda and the lying Democrats to put out false narratives out there. This is way too important. Moving on. So yesterday, Pete Buttigieg dropped out of the race. Now, this is an interesting story because Buttigieg apparently had a little bit of mojo going left. I mean, he did finish really well in Iowa and he dropped out. What happened there? I could have spent a lot of time on this one, but I do feel like I owe you an explanation of what I'm hearing. Buttigieg was about to get mauled on Super Tuesday. He had just put out a memo a few days ago lining out for his supporters a path to victory. It seemed like he was in it to the end. All of a sudden, something changed. I was, I said on Fox and Friends this morning, and I'll say again, I don't do irresponsible speculation. I'm simply putting out there that, my Joe, I think you'd agree, it's not uncommon, my history of politics, understanding how these people work, many of them sadly are dreadful, mm-hmm. to cut deals. I'm not suggesting anything illegal no. at all. Please, mm-hmm. don't all right. mistake what I'm saying. I'm simply suggesting this happens. It happens a lot. Hey, you know, if you drop out now, you know, maybe there's a position for you later. Right, right. It happens. Did it Mm -hmm. happen here? Don't know. I'm not speculating, but I'm just telling you it happens. And this is very suspicious why Buttigieg dropped after putting out a memo a few days ago on how he was in it to the end. What I'm hearing, he was going to get annihilated on Super Tuesday. He's probably trying to hold on to his, as Paula said to me, his his political mojo, realizing he's this next up and coming guy. He probably figures right now Trump stands a good shot at reelection. Buttigieg comes in in the next cycle as the next like Barack Obama type savior. Look at me. I finished one in Iowa. I was the next big thing. If he gets mauled on Super Tuesday, remember what I always tell you, your political bank account, a campaign is snapshots and sound bites, and they either add to or take away from your political bank account and the amount of money, air quotes, you have in your political bank. I'm not talking about hard money. I'm talking about political capital determines if you are the next big thing or not. If Buttigieg gets mauled on Super Tuesday, now he can say what? Well, we stopped campaigning. We dropped out. Right, you get right. it? Mm-hmm. That yeah. way, next time when he runs in four years or whatever it may be, he can say, well, well, we did really well. The races we competed in, we finished top three, top five there every you go. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to give you the inside baseball. That's what's really going on with Buttigieg. I would not be surprised at all if Buttigieg comes out and endorses Biden. We'll see. Maybe by the time this airs, you may see something like that. Okay, just one more thing on Corona. Wall Street Journal has an interesting piece about the coronavirus today. You know, Bernie Sanders never missing an opportunity again to politicize this. I thought they didn't do that. Chuck Todd said no. Bernie Sanders is now, or some of his surrogates also suggesting that Medicaid for all, we're not going to be calling it Medicare for all anymore because that's not what it is. It's Medicaid for all. Bernie Sanders proposal, he calls Medicare for all because Medicare is popular. It's Medicaid for all. That's what it really is government-run health care that is totally insufficient. So you see in the Wall Street Journal that some of Bernie's supporters are now saying, well, this is the perfect reason for Medic- uh, Medicaid for all here. See, I almost slipped there. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do... Reminds me of Howard Stern when he, with Bobo when they didn't want to call him Bobo anymore and they kept slipping and calling him Bobo. Some of you listeners of the show know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wall Street Journal, private health care to the rescue. So Bernie Sanders is suggesting Medicaid for all in government is the option here when the feds, quote, are calling on academic labs and big pharma for help. Folks, again, you missed the whole story here. If you're one of these Bernie supporters, do you understand that the government flubbed the response to this on the testing kit? Some of them didn't work. So now finally they're fixing it right away Mm. and came back. And now they're reaching out. Trump has a meeting today in an effort to get out ahead of this thing, which is what he does, to get out ahead of this thing with pharmaceutical companies that have a quicker test and are ready to fix this thing? Because this is what he does. He's a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Can't fix all the government overnight. But Bernie Sanders suggesting government is the problem, government and Medicaid for all is the solution here, is hilarious. Hilarious in its stupidity. But don't worry, Joe, they're not politicizing anything. All right. All right. Because we're gonna, we got a lot to get to, so... It's a stack show. Bear with me today as well. Joe Biden in what will be unquestionably, I think, considered one of the great flubs of this election cycle. Possibly the Hillary Clinton deplorables line. Redo. Different core context of what Biden said. But here is Joe Biden in what will undoubtedly be used as a campaign ad from this point forward. 
Oh. Here is Joe Biden in a crowd. Now he's, I know this is yeah. good. He's yeah. with a bunch of Democrats in the crowd. And listen to the response when Joe Biden talks about the Trump tax cuts and says what he's going to do to your taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a crowd of Democrats. They're not really happy about what Joe Biden had to say here. Check this out. By the way, how many of you did really well with that $1.9 trillion tax cut that increased? Really good shape, right? Really changed your, well, you did. Well, that's good. You must, I'm glad to see you're doing well already. And I'm good. But guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. If you're if you benefit from that. You heard it. <laughs> not me. Not me. Paraphrase. Joe did not edit that. So he didn't nope. come back after that sentence and say, I'm just kidding there. We didn't leave that part out. Mm. There is Joe Biden. This going viral now on Twitter all over the place. I'll get to Twitter next, by the way, in an unintended segue. But it's going viral. There is Joe Biden on the record. Folks, again, you do what I am not here. You do you. I am not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm telling you who I think is the better candidate. Obviously, President Trump, if you listen to this show, you do you. You are all smart, intelligent adults. You can figure out what you want to do. I'm here to give you the facts and the data to make informed decisions because you have very busy lives. And this is what I get paid to do. That is Joe Biden in his own words. If you want your taxes to go up, there is Joe Biden telling you he's your guy. That's it. I have nothing further to add. Simple soundbite, simple statement. There's no more analysis needed. You heard it from Joe Biden himself. You love higher taxes? There's your guy. Expect to see that in just about every single Trump ad going forward. And if they're not, shame on the ad people doing it. That should be everywhere. Everywhere. You saw that this morning. All right. Oh. Uh, we got one final sponsor, and I want to get to two stories. One at the Federalist, which is just unbelievable stuff by Margot Cleveland of this great work. But I got a Twitter story next, which may put a little smile on your face. I love this story. It was Paula's favorite story of the day before the show. Final sponsor today. How to look for it. There it is. There it is. My Quip toothbrush. Q-U-I-P. I love Quip. It is the finest electric toothbrush out there. We use it. Paula, how much you love your Quip? So we got Paula using it, me using it. This is mine right here. We got my daughter using it. We love it. They make the Quip electric toothbrush. And they want to know this one single discovery matters most for your dental care. And it's this. If you have good habits, you're going to have good dental care, good dental hygiene, good health. It means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes that simple. Starting with electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity tube. Look at this thing. Look at this beauty. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer, 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough so you're not throwing a bunch out. Quip delivers fresh brush, he brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So you don't have to be going to the store, hunting around anymore. Your routine is always going to be right for your good quality dental health. Join over 3 million healthy mouths. There's a reason people love this product, by the way, folks. It works. It's like a power washing for your mouth. I love mine. Get Quip today, starting at just $25. If you go to Get Quip, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Dan. GetQuip.com slash Dan. Right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's right. Your first refill free at GetQuip.com slash Dan. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Dan. Quip, the good habits company. We love it in our house. Love it. Getquip.com slash Dan. Okay. So I know a lot of you out there like me are totally fed up, PO'd, infuriated, which is probably putting it mildly, about the left-wing tech companies, their constant suppression. Not to tell you sob stories because, listen, my life is good. I go to bed every night and thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for every opportunity he's put in front of me. I am not messing with you. He has blessed me with you and... I hope you feel the same way about us, but I definitely feel that way about you. So I'm not complaining here. But we have been targeted pretty ruthlessly by left-wing tech companies. Twitter banned us from running ads, never gave any kind of a reason. Mm -hmm. We've had issues with other companies as well. Again, not a sob story, doesn't, but you all know, if you listen to the show, you know what's happened. Well, folks, I've said to you that eventually, and some of you don't like it when I say this, you want a government solution. Fine. I respect your opinion. I disagree. I think the government's only going to make it worse and the Democrats are going to use it as a formal reason to ban conservatives from these platforms using actual law, which disturbs me deeply. Putting the Democrats in charge of social media, if we get an elected president and a majority of Democrats in the House uh, and the Senate side, should frighten the hell out of all of you, especially with a bunch of liberal judges still out there, too. I don't think it's a solution. I get it. Respect your opinion. I've always said to you, I believe the free market is going to find a way, just like we found Fox News. 
I'll get to this story in a second, but just a little background on that. I will never forget being an instructor at the Secret Service Academy. And one of my classes was graduating. And they had Roger Ailes, who was the head, former head of Fox. And he came down to speak at the graduation. Someone knew him. I forget how he got down there. But he was talking about the idea for Fox News. And he had this line I will never forget. I heard it right from his mouth. He said, you know, when we thought of Fox News, we said, you know, there's this unserved market in America for media, like actual facts, not propaganda, called 51% of America. And everybody laughed because it was so obvious, like the Fox News model was so obvious and yet nobody saw it. Like CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, we're all lying to people for years. People were pissed. Someone finally said, hey, how about we just tell people the truth? And they started Fox. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, the obvious solution to what's going on with left-wing media, as Paula said this morning, you know, it's good to start up alternatives as well. We've seen Parler's, one of my sponsors, they're terrific. I'm over there now at DeBongino. But one of the great stories I've seen was one, this one that came up, this little gem from Fox News Today by Greg Ree, which will be up in the show notes, and you should really read this. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want it. Greg Ree, billionaire Republican buys a major Twitter stake, may oust the CEO amid GOP oh. concerns of bias, the report says. Now, it's Paul Singer, who is not really a Trump guy for a while, but has since, I believe, come around, according to people I know. Paul Singer, yeah, so to be, you know, full and candid disclosure, but Paul Singer is a very wealthy guy, has bought a major controlling share in Twitter. Now, why does this matter? Ladies and gentlemen, because unlike some other social media companies out there, Twitter only has one class of shares. Meaning if you're wealthy enough, you can buy some outstanding shares of Twitter and eventually over time, depending on your controlling interest, take control of the company. Hmm. So what... Again, we have competitors like Parler, which are doing a great job. Again, they're a sponsor, full disclosure, but I was on it before they were a sponsor. I'm at D. Bongino there. We have a number of competitors to these social media companies coming out there now. And not only that, we have Republicans who are concerned about them buying controlling interests. Ladies and gentlemen, capitalism is slow. Freedom and liberty isn't easy. But I'm telling you, the government solution is not a good one. The markets will eventually find a solution here. It's going to take time, but it's a far better way. How great would that be, Joe, if this guy gets a controlling oh, share yeah. and fires uh, Dorsey from Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> How awesome would that be? It'd be the greatest thing ever. I would love that. Keep your eye on this story. Keep your eye on it. Please read it. Foxnews.com. Check it out again. Be in the show notes today. Bongino.com and uh, Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to get on my email list. All right. This is uh, a great story. Wait, one quick thing before I get to the Federalist. Uh, just broke before I came on the air. I'll hopefully have some updates for you tomorrow. Supreme Court is now looking at, is going to hear a case on Obamacare. I don't oh. want you to go through the news day. With, yes, this is going to be big. Yeah. This could come down, this decision right before the election. And ladies and gentlemen, it could ax Obamacare completely, which would be huge. Just came out this morning. We'll have new details tomorrow, hopefully on what exactly is it the severability thing. I'm not really sure yet. I just saw it before I came on the air, but they are going to hear an Obamacare case, which could be devastating for the Democrats' health care plans. Okay. Uh, moving on to my final story, because it's going to take a little bit of time, but there is a terrific, wonderful story. You didn't think I was going to get to all this, did you? Right? I know. She's like, she's, I know. She was like, no way. I gave her all this stuff. She probably wasn't even taking notes on it. She's like, she ain't going to get to that. I know my husband better than anyone. You were wrong. You, she is. She, you're right. She is always prepared. I'm of course, I'm talking to Paula. She, she does exist. Many of you met her at CPAC. If you want to look mm -hmm. at my Instagram, we took some pictures at the Bungie. You know me and Paula both. Article up at the Federalist by the great legendary Margot Cleveland, who I hear is writing a book about Spygate. Excellent. We'll be happy to, uh, maybe we'll do an interview with her about that or have her on the show. Great news. She has a piece up March 2nd, 2020. Again, be in the show notes. Leak of Crossfire Hurricane Agent's identity to the New York Times suggests more to come. This is a fantabulous piece. Ladies and gentlemen, this segment is going to be so good. I wanted to do it in the beginning, but the Corona stuff is important and I wanted to get to that. So let me give you the background first, what's going on. There is an FBI agent who has now been outed by the New York Times, who in the inspector general's report of all the malfeasance that went on in the Spygate case, the spying operation against Trump, this case agent is at the center of the IG report everywhere. But his name in the report, Joe, was Case Agent One, trying to keep his name under wraps. So you may be asking yourself, why would the New York slimes, hell-bent on still advancing the Russian collusion hoax and attacking Donald Trump, out this agent's name, that agent's name, according to the New York Times, who 
we've known for a long time. To be fair, I'm not patting myself on the back. It's just most people who know the case have, is Steven Soma. Why out Steven Soma's name now? Remember what I just told you. Throughout the IG report, case agent one, we now know is Soma, agent Soma, is everywhere. Mm. Why are they outing him now? Are they trying to get ahead of some potentially devastating stories that are about to come out with the John Durham investigation about just what case agent one, Mr. Soma, did? Well, let's go through the piece methodically. I'll take some snapshots from it, and I'll explain to you why Stephen Soma, case agent one, why the Times may be outing him now, afraid that his real story when it comes out is going to be more devastating than if they just did it in drip drips like the Times prefers. Drip here, drip there. Next thing you know, nobody notices when the actual story comes out. Let's go to takeaway number one from Margot Cleveland's piece, which is, believe me, worth your time. Quote, the first question raised by a review of the IG report is a big one. What prompted Soma to push for a FISA warrant against Carter Page? A question, ladies and gentlemen, I've asked you on this show for months now. Almost immediately after opening the Page investigation on August 10th. Why is this important? Quoting Cleveland. So again, why did Soma push to open up a case on Carter Page, quote, immediately after opening uh, on, uh, on August 10th? Why? Why Carter Page? Soma apparently is a guy doing this. Here's why. This is why this is weird. Quote, recall the FBI maintained that it launched the crossfire hurricane Joe because Trump campaign member George Papadopoulos yeah. bragged to an Australian diplomat that the Russians had dirt on Hillary. The FBI surmised this tip was somehow connected to the WikiLeaks release of the DNC emails. Yes, Margot Cleveland, the verdict is in. Nice job. We have asked this question mm. now for over a year. If the FBI's official story, which I said on the stage with Devin Nunes at CPAC, and it hasn't changed, the FBI's official story is, we only opened up the Crossfire Hurricane case on July 31st because this Australian diplomat told us about George Papadopoulos opening his mouth in a, in a wine bar in London. Then why were they pushing to open a case against Carter Page? He wasn't there. He wasn't in the wine bar. So Soma, case agent one, who conveniently is Stefan Halper's handler too, you know, the spy, Soma's pushing on August 10th not to go a full force FISA on Papadopoulos, but to go full force FISA spying on Page. But the FBI keeps telling us it's not Page that started the case. It's Papadopoulos. Folks, this isn't hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. We opened up the case because of George Papadopoulos. But let's go investigate Carter Page. Why would they do that? Keep that question in your head. It'll make more sense as this goes on. You regular listeners probably okay. already nailed some of this already. Mm -hmm. Let's go to takeaway number two for Margot Cleveland's fantabulous piece in The Federalist. Quote, recall that the IG report maintained, quote, the FBI first received reporting from Steele regarding Russian interference in the 2016 election in early July. But the Crossfire Hurricane team, remember the team investigating Trump folks, says they did not become aware of Steele's reporting until September 19th of 2016. Whoa! But before then, only Steele's handler and select agents in the New York field office knew of Steele's reporting. Keep this up a moment. Just to be clear, the team investigating Trump, the Crossfire Hurricane team, has said, we didn't see Christopher Steele's dossier and this fake collusion stuff until September. Only people up in New York knew about that, but we didn't hear about it. Well, as Margot Cleveland says, you know where Steve Soma, Case Agent One, worked before joining the Crossfire Hurricane team in D.C.? You'll never guess, Joe. The FBI's New York field office? No! Oh, my gosh. What are the chances where he served as a special agent for counterintelligence? Joe, this is even crazier. With wow. a focus on what? Latvia, Lithuania? No, Russia. Oh, wow. Isn't that odd? Yeah. <laughs> Let's put two and two together for you now before we move on to more from the excellent piece by Margot Cleveland. So the FBI's cover story forever has been, no, no, we didn't start this case because of Carter Page. We started this page, uh, case because of George Papadopoulos and this tip from Australia. Why would they keep telling us that? 
ladies and gentlemen, it's simple. Please tell me you're taking this away from my show. The FBI will not admit even, admit even today that Hillary Clinton paid for a dossier that was fake from a guy named Christopher Steele and got the FBI to start an investigation based on it. It's no harder than that. Mm-hmm. The FBI is continuing to advance a BS nonsense false story that, no, no, we didn't start it because of the dossier. We started the case because of George Papadopoulos, that tip we got. And by the way, we didn't even get the information about Christopher Steele and the paid-for political hit job known as the dossier until September. I'm not sure that's true. We know London had it, the FBI London. We know FBI New York had it. And conveniently, the guy who's the handler for Stephen Halper and intimately involved in starting this case against Carter Page worked in the New York field office with a focus on Russia, who had it before September 19th, the New York field office, that is. You really believe this guy didn't know? Now, you may say, well, going back to that first snippet there, why would they push this guy, Case Agent 1 Soma, for an investigation into Page if the case was really about Papadopoulos? Because it wasn't about Papadopoulos. George Papadopoulos is a small figure in the dossier at best. Who is the main player in the Steele hoax dossier? Carter Page, who I interviewed on my weekend show, which you must watch. He was amazing. YouTube.com slash Bongio. You getting it, folks? Why was Soma pushing to open up a case on Carter Page? Because Carter Page is the dossier. That's why. No, no, we didn't have it till September. Yeah, sure. You're making me nervous over there. Computer's restarting or something? You're freaking me out. Okay, everything good? I just saw a computer restart. I panic because I can't do my show twice. This stuff only comes out of my head one time. Let's go on to takeaway number three from Margot Cleveland's fantastic piece. So Steve Soma, case agent one, who seems to have uh, some inside baseball here about Carter Page and the dossier, despite protestations otherwise by the FBI. This is fascinating. Besides being a confidential human source, otherwise a spy, otherwise known as a spy for the FBI, Halper maintained an academic position at Cambridge University where he ran an intelligence seminar with Sir Richard Dearlove, a name that continues to appear. Yep. Dear Love was Christopher Steele's former boss at MI6. Ladies and gentlemen, I will have more on Dear Love in the future. The Dear Love case is just fascinating what he did. Wouldn't it be really weird if Stephen Soma, this case agent, pushing for them to investigate Carter Page, who's the central figure of the dossier, despite insisting they haven't seen the dossier yet, and they opened up the case because of Papadopoulos, wouldn't it be fascinating if Soma had appeared at that Cambridge Intelligence Seminar? With Richard Dearlove, who used to be Christopher Steele's boss, while Stephen Soma was acting as the FBI handler for Halper, who knows Dearlove? Let's go back to that for a moment, because that would be really, really crazy, wouldn't it be? So it turns out Soma, along with two other FBI agents, actually spoke at that seminar, the Cambridge Intelligence Seminar, about the FBI and, quote, Russian illegals. Additionally, Steele's handler, Gaeta, had worked out of the New York field office as well, according to the IG report. Steele did work with the New York office to support some ongoing investigations. So again, folks, just to be clear, FBI story sounds like BS. We didn't open up this case because of Hillary's bought and paid for dossier. We opened it because of this friendly foreign government tip from Australia about Papadopoulos. Really? Then why were you pushing to open up on Page? Oh, because Carter Page is the central figure in a dossier you said you didn't have? That you got from a guy who worked for this guy, Richard Dearlove in MI6, who put on this seminar in London that the FBI agents handling Halper showed up at to talk about Russian illegals? Weird a little bit, right? Yeah. Goes on. Got a lot of snapshots from Margot Cleveland's piece. I had to actually distill it down to five. I could have had 20, read the whole piece. <laughs> Here's another one. This is a short one. Takeaway number four. I think it's pretty obvious now we know what's going on. Significant. So Soma, who claimed he had never previously dealt with political campaigns, and he said, this is the FBI. He's claiming, oh, I don't know anything about politics. It's not my thing. Proposed a meeting with Halper on August 11th. Significant. And he says, significantly, the IG report then noted that Soma also believed Halper might have information about and potentially may have met one or more of the Crossfire Hurricane subjects. Now, this is the tactical nuke in the piece. 
please, I'm, I, my, I, I do not want to make this hard to follow at all. It's pretty clear that either Soma or people Soma are working with right now, the FBI agent handling Halper, has access to Steele's information despite their protestations otherwise, saying they didn't get it till September. It is clear this information from Steele paid for by Hillary, whether passed through Halper or others, is getting to the FBI and is what leads them to open an investigation. They are lying about that. That's clear. Now, what did I tell you the other day? That on August 10th, 10 days after they open up the Crossfire Hurricane General case, they open up cases specifically on Paul Manafort, Page, and Papadopoulos, targeting Page heavily because he is the dossier. He's the key figure there, right? Mm-hmm. But who do they not open a case up on August 10th? Mike Flynn. Who shows up? So August 10th, John Brennan wants Flynn out. So does mm-hmm. Obama. We know that. Obama specifically mentions Flynn to Trump. Awful mm-hmm. guy. Terrible. Got to get rid of him. Who magically shows up the next day after probably Brennan and others get wind? The FBI didn't open up a case on Flynn. What? Time to send in Halper. Bring in the righty out of the bullpen. Halper shows up magically. And look, can we go back to that again? Look at the highlighted quote at the end. This is important. Thank you for the highlights there. Halper shows up the next day and he says, hey, look at this. I may have met one or more of the crossfire hurricane subjects and the FBI is like, whoa, that's so crazy, dude. You knew one or more of them? Well, we know one of them he knows is Carter Page. Hmm. He doesn't know Papadopoulos yet. The FBI already has their case on Manafort from their other division in DOJ. So who's the other guy, Joe, that Halper magically shows up and may have information about? I would say it's pretty much Mike Flynn, which is exactly what I told you during last Mm -hmm. week's show. Magic, how a day later, clearly Brennan and his boys are upset over there. Gosh, he didn't open up on Flynn. Let's send in the bullpen pitcher. Let's go to takeaway number five from Margot Cleveland's excellent piece. And you have to ask yourself the question through all of this now, who is managing who? Is the FBI managing Halper or is somebody else managing Halper who's managing the FBI? Last takeaway from the piece. Again, Halper says he knows a couple of people. We know Page. Who's the other guy he knows? Quote, on the other hand, evidence continues to mount suggestion that Halper started spying on Flynn even before his chance meeting with Carter Page in mid-July 2016. Re-upping questions about Halper's interest in Flynn and what Soma may have known about their, quote, acquaintance. Here's what Soma told the IG when, when Halper magically showed up, Joe, but with information about Flynn, apparently. Wow, we just kind of stumbled upon Halper knowing these folks. It was serendipitous, Soma mm-hmm. said, that Halper had contact with three of the four subjects, including Carter Page, and the Crossfire Hurricane team couldn't believe their luck. Joe, golly exactly (laughs) look at our luck crazy coinkydink the day after we don't open up a case on mike flynn who john brennan the obama administration hates this guy halper shows up and we can't believe our luck that he knows flynn oh my gosh ladies and gentlemen now for those of you at home who you're all brighter than apparently the fbi agents that ran this case Either there are only one of two explanations here. Someone's putting Halper up to this. Go to the FBI quick. Go tell them you know something about Flynn because they didn't open up a case on him. And somebody's managing Halper. That's the question now, isn't it? Uh-huh. Do you love have something yeah. to do with that? Do you love Brennan? Do you love Brennan channel? Channel, back channel, not 5 Eye channel, unofficial channel? Maybe, oh, we'll see about that in the future. Who's managing who here? But you're telling me that trained FBI agents who are supposed to be our nation's counterintelligence, counterterror experts cannot figure out that they're being played for suckers here. That's explanation number one, that they just sucked that bad and were so incompetent that they got played by Halper who was being played by someone else willingly. Or option number two is Soma knows this is BS, is handling Halper the whole time. And fully understands that Halper's intention there is to come in in the bullpen every single time the case starts to fall short of facts because Halper can just make them up. Who do you believe?
I promise we got more on this in the future. This Dear Love Brennan Halper channel, Steel throw in there too, is the scandal and the fact that you paid for it. All right, please don't miss my weekend interview show I did at CPAC. We have just stunning interviews with Svetlana Lakova. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, David Harris, Carter Page, Representative Doug Collins. It's about a 45-minute show. It is worth your time. Check that out. And please, if you don't mind, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate all your support. We surpassed a million downloads on Friday. A million. Mm. That is crazy. Crazy. Thanks to you. Thanks for your support. We love you to death. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.